Welcome into the Daily Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Evan. Usually, I'm with my co-host, Trip. He's going to be out today. A little bit busy, but I thought I'd get a quick, short, little recording here. I kind of went over this a little bit yesterday. So for those who are uh, listened to the post I had on my Twitter, you're going to hear some of the same stuff, and I apologize for that. But man, the Minnesota Timberwolves are struggling a ton this year and I don't even know what to say because when you're when you hear somebody say you know I'm not mad at you I'm just disappointed that is exactly the saying for the Minnesota Timberwolves and how I feel I'm not mad at them I'm just disappointed in the situation because the Timberwolves this year came in and they had such a talented roster they added Rudy Gobert obviously Pairing that with D'Angelo Russell and the rest of the lineup, you thought the Timberwolves were going to be absolutely elite this year. You have Jaden McDaniels coming into year three. You have Anthony Edwards coming into year three. And so you really thought that those two would come out and have a big leap. You saw things all summer like Jaden McDaniels dropping 52 points in the Pro-Am. You you heard all these things about Jaden McDaniels that he was just looking fantastic and you were just praying that Jaden finally could take that uh, big leap this year, bring down the fouls that he had uh, trouble with last year. And I think we all expected uh, as a young player that you would have those problems. But we all thought in year three now, maybe he would start to take, you know, start start not fouling as much. And instead, he's consistently having foul problems. And then you look at Anthony Edwards, another guy over here, who you thought was going to not only take a year three leap, but become... One of those guys who they talk about when they think of John Morant. Have that John Morant leap where he's becoming an MVP candidate, where they talk about him becoming a guy who's an automatic all-star, becoming a guy who's a superstar talent in the league, becoming a player who has two-way potential on the defensive end as well. And we really saw him take a leap in the playoffs, I thought, versus the Memphis Grizzlies. And Anthony Edwards has been extremely disappointing this year. He's been all over the place. His play has not been consistent whatsoever. He's He, he looks disinterested when he's out there half the time. Sometimes we get clips of him standing there with his hand on his hips. The way his body language, you know, during the game. I mean, I can just feel through the television set that this man does not want to be playing out there at that moment. And I think that's a very, very concerning thing that your young player, the guy that you hopefully can build around, a guy that you believe that much that you'd make the Rudy Gobert trade because you believed Anthony Edwards was ready and that the Timberwolves were ready to compete with. They believed that Rudy Gobert was the last piece and that he would complement Anthony Edwards. Everything was geared towards Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels. They thought that the future was now. And so it's just super concerning that you see Edward, you know, putting out there that, oh, I don't play good on back-to-backs, but it's no big deal. You better play good on back-to-backs. You're, you're getting paid tons of money. You're a franchise player. They all look for you. You're a superstar talent, and you're one of the guys who's, yes, it's year three, but man, you got to be a leader. You got to be a leader out there. Uh, I'm not saying you got to be the top leader, but you got to start being a leader. They look for you. The guys look for you. The NBA is looking at you. And you got to be a leader. you got to have that Kobe, that killer men- mentality, right? And and then the whole thing with Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. What's going on there? Is there something between the two of them? I just want to know. 
you know, Carl's bringing up things about Anthony Edwards' diet and the thing with the Popeyes and Anthony Edwards, the way he's responding. It just seems like there's just something weird there. Why would you bring that up if you're Cat? Why wouldn't you keep that behind the scenes? That's not something as a leader, if you're Carl Anthony Towns, that you bring up in the post game. You don't bring that to the media. You don't bring it to national attention. You knew that was going to gain traction. You have to be careful what you say as a pro. And Carl Anthony Towns, you know, if Anthony Edwards, if this was reversed and, and Anthony Edwards is making this mistake and he's bringing up things about Cat, you could maybe understand it because Anthony Edwards is young and he's in year three. But Carl Anthony Towns is an eight-year veteran now. This is his eighth season or something. You should not be making those mistakes. You need to understand what you are saying and how they are going to affect your teammates. And you're a leader and you're supposed to be a leader. You're an NBA veteran. Guys look up to you in the locker room and you cannot do those things. You have to keep things like that private. That is between you and your teammate and things in your locker room. You don't bring that up to the public. On top of that, I'm just wondering if there's other beef or if there's other things going on between players that we do not know about because when you watch this team play they do not look like they want to play together they don't look like when they want to be out there they also don't like they want to they do not look like they want to play for chris finch as a coach which is just absolutely mind-boggling to me so i don't know if there's something going on that we're not seeing there i believe chris finch is a phenomenal coach i really do i believe he's a good coach but i talked about this the other day you know, it's the old saying, you can bring a horse to the water, but you can't force or you can't make the horse drink the water. And that's exactly what's happening here, in my opinion. Chris Finch is doing everything he can possibly do. And you can't blame a guy for making these players want to give effort. These players have plenty of talent. They have all the talent in the world. I believe that they're one of the best top five starting five-man groups in the NBA. And yet they have so many problems because they just are all over the place. They don't put effort into the game, and they just look like they have no joy for the game of basketball, something that you you should not have to teach NBA players or you should not have to preach to NBA players. You are getting paid all this money to play at the highest level. You are a starting player in the NBA, and it's just mind-boggling to me that they had all this talent, all this promise, and that they're just wasting it, and then... The reason that it drives me nuts is because it's an effort thing. It's absolutely an effort thing out there. They don't look like they're trying. The other night, uh, D'Angelo Russell, he subs out. He subs himself out of the game, even though he wasn't out. And it's a five on four. And he realizes eventually in the possession that he was still in the game and comes back on. What a huge error. But I just cannot believe what I'm watching. D'Angelo Russell has been absolutely horrible this year. He's probably the worst player on the Timberwolves by far this season. He looks, when you when you think of D'Angelo Russell, he's a point guard this year. He's also a veteran like Carlton Towns. He's also in year eight and he should be leading the Timberwolves. I don't care if you're not going to be the macho Patrick Beverly kind of leader, but you're, you're the point guard. You're the floor general. You're the guy that's going to direct all the traffic when you're out there. You're the guy that's going to organize the team. Last year, he talked about you know calling things out on defense, and they t- you know players talked about how important D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell really was as a leader. And I don't see that this year. There's nothing that D'Angelo is contributing to this roster. 
He's a negative when he's on the court. I saw some stat the other day that was like he's like a negative 67 uh, when he plays for the Timberwolves just <laughs> this season. Something, something ridiculous stat like that. Um, but D'Angelo's been horrible. He's shooting a career-low three-point shot. His field goal percentage is absolutely atrocious. His points are down in the low teens. His assist numbers are pretty much on par with Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, your center, who's seven foot, should not average the same amount of assists that you average, unless maybe you're Nikola Jokic. Then, uh, obviously, you know, Nikola is a fantastic passer, and that would make sense, but Carl Anthony Towns should not be averaging more or even the same assists as D'Angelo Russell. And so it's just super concerning all over the board for D'Lo. He's on this last year. He was in a contract year. I don't know what's going through his head because when you're in a contract year as a player, you should, in your mind, you should automatically know, hey, if I do good this season, I'm going to get paid and I'm going to get another contract from some team, whether it's Minnesota or a different team, and I'm going to be good. I'm going to continue to make my bread. But D'Angelo Russell, I don't know what it is. He doesn't look like he has that feeling. He looks like he's just content with just riding it out, which is absolutely absurd. He just had a kid. Why wouldn't you think of the future? You just had your first child. But that's just my opinion, right? I don't see anything from D'Lo. And all we heard from in the offseason was how excited D'Angelo was. How the Rudy Gobert acquisition probably benefited D'Angelo Russell more than anybody else on the Minnesota Timberwolves roster. Because finally you could put D'Angelo Russell in the pick and roll with Rudy Gobert. You could finally have a big who can set fantastic screens unlike Carl Anthony Towns. You finally had a guy who was a big that was a lob threat. Kind of like Jared Allen back in the day when D'Angelo Russell played with him. And D'Angelo Russell made an all-star team. So there was so many promising things with D'Angelo Russell and Rudy Gobert. And then you thought of, well, Jaden McDaniels could spread the floor. Well, Carl Anthony Towns is is a 40% career shooter from the three-point line. So then he can spread the floor for D'Angelo Russell. And then the paint would be clogged. And then you thought of, well, Anthony Edwards is a fantastic young guard who has slashing ability and is super athletic, who you can also throw the ball to if you're D'Angelo Russell who also could spread the floor, who showed promise from the three-point line in his first few years in the league. And everything has just gone down south. I mean, what more can you really give D'Angelo Russell? What more can you give a player? It's I feel like this team was built for D'Angelo, and yet he still is blowing it. And at this rate, if you're the Timberwolves, you have to think about starting Jordan McLaughlin. If I was Chris Finch today... And we're the the Grizzlies game is later on uh, tonight after you're listening to this podcast. In my head, I'm starting Jordan McLaughlin, and it's not even a, I don't even consider it. And D'Angelo Russell is going to have to learn how to be a six man before he can be a starter. And if he doesn't like it, then that's too damn bad because you're in the last year of your contract. What are you going to do about it? You can cry about it, and you can get paid nothing when you come out. No one's going to pay you. I'm just done with it at this point. I love D'Angelo Russell. He was big for us last year, but Jordan McLaughlin deserves starting minutes right now. And that's just my opinion. On top of that, I think Chris Finch should start figuring out which guys are playing hard on a night-to-night basis. Guys like Nas Reed, guys like Jalen Noel, guys who come out and they put in effort, they do try. Those guys should play. And if the starters are gonna continue to do what they're doing, then bench them. They don't deserve minutes. They need to understand that we don't just give minutes out to guys because they're 
they have some status or they're considered to be stars or they were the number one draft pick in the NBA draft years ago or all these things. We don't give those things. We're here to, to win games. We're here to give minutes out to guys who earn it. And if I were the Timberwolves, I would call up Luka Garza down from the Iowa G League. I think he's played fantastic. I think Luka Garza was awesome when, when he played for us in the preseason. And I've put it out before. But, you know, Luka Garza in his first two games for the Minnesota, or for the Iowa Wolves, I should say. Let's go through his first two games. First game, 30 points, 8 rebounds on 10 of 13 from field goal percentage. I mean, that is absolutely elite. Yes, I realize it's the G League, but regardless, the man is, I don't know what more you need to see out of him. Second game, 22 points, 7 rebounds on 9 for 12 shooting and 3 for 4 beyond the arc. This dude is scoring efficiently. And I just truly believe in him as a player. I'm not saying Luka Garza is a game changer. I'm not saying that he's going to solve everything for the Minnesota Timberwolves. But I'm saying he's a guy that he works hard. He trains hard. He's lost a ton of weight since he's came in the league. And he's hungry. And I think that Luka Garza is a guy who would come in and be a really good role player for the Timberwolves for years to come. He can spread the floor as a big man. He can really give you that offensive punch off the bench. And I, I just, I really like Luka Garza, and that's why I stick up for him as much as I do. No, I'm not saying he's a star. No, I'm not saying he's a superstar as well. I'm just saying Luka Garza could be a role player with a high upside to be, you know, better than an average role player for you on the offensive end. I don't think he's ever going to be a great defender. But I think Luka Garza has what it takes to be a very good stretch big in the league with offensive upside to be potentially almost a three-level scorer. I think he has a pretty good handle as well for being a big man. He didn't um, just have all his accolades in college for nothing. On top of that, you know, where you look for who's going to step up for the Minnesota Timberwolves, who's going to be a leader in the locker room, something this team needs like no tomorrow. Is Carl Anthony Towns going to do it? I don't think so. And I don't think people are listening to him. I think Carl Anthony Towns has proven now that he isn't a leader. I think he's proven that he can't do it. And, you know, some people just have and some people don't. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can't fault somebody for not having that. But Carl Anthony Towns needs to stop acting like everything's okay in the post game. Everything's okay when he talks to the media. You can't act and say all these things and then not give these results. It's year eight, my man. It is time to start delivering. You can't always preach these things. You can't always say these things if you're not delivering. I think Carl Anthony Towns really just, he just needs to understand that maybe he's not a leader and there's nothing wrong with that. He's got to just focus on himself and do more things. And, and like last game, he took seven shots like the entire game. You can't do that. You can't be a max contract offensive, a generational offensive talent big man and take like seven shots in a game. Yes, he was in foul trouble some, but you can't do that. You, if you have that much offensive talent, you've got to take over games. You've got to come in and say, I'm going to take an obnoxious amount of shots because I know I'm better. I know I'm good. I know I'm an elite three-point shooter. I know I'm elite all over the floor. I can drive. I can do fadeaway one-leggers like Dirk Nowitzki. I can shoot free throws at a fantastic rate for a big man. I can do all these things. 
Carl Anthony Towns needs to take over games offensively and stop being so timid and stop being so scared. Jaden McDaniels, get your foul rate down. Please stop. Figure it out. I still have faith in you. You had a great game last game, getting 24 points. One of the best players in that game. I still have a lot of faith in Jaden McDaniels. If he can get his foul rate down, I really believe in the kid. I think he has a lot of potential. And Anthony Edwards, you need to straighten up. You cannot be out there. You cannot complain. You cannot be disinterested. You don't get to choose when you show up. You don't get to decide if Monday you want to score 30 and Tuesday or Wednesday you only score six points. You can't do that. You're a star level player with a franchise. You're an NBA player, so I don't care if you're a star level player or role player. You gotta go out there and you gotta try, man. Put it in, put it on the deck, drive in, dunk the ball for God's sake. You had so many dunks in the first years. Stop being so scared. Don't make excuses because we have two bigs. You can't, you know, can't dunk the ball. Or because you can't jump over everybody in the league. We've all watched how athletic you are. We've all watched how crazy insane you are. <laughs> that isn't gonna work for us. You know, you're look at John Morant. John Morant is so tiny, but he's very athletic and he dunks it and he drives in all the time. And he's fearless. Anthony Edwards is massive. There is no reason to be scared if you're Anthony Edwards at driving in. You have to do better if you're the Timberwolves. And as a leader, who are they going to listen to? Anthony Edwards? He's year three. It's hard to blame Anthony Edwards on the leadership aspect. It's a lot to ask from a year three player to be a leader and to be the number one guy. So I can't totally fault Anthony Edwards for that. Obviously, D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns, no one's following them. And that's a shame. They should be. But also, why would they, right? Why would they when they don't have the body of work? and they're not consistent out there. And then who else do you look to? You're not looking at Jaden. Maybe you're looking at guys like Torian Prince. Maybe you're looking at guys like Austin Rivers. But but then again, like those guys only have so many accolades as well. And so it's really tough for the Timberwolves don't really have an identity this year. They don't really have a leader. And that really sucks. Now, I see people questioning the whole thing with Patrick Beverly. I see people questioning the thing with Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley. And yes, I believe that if we had all those guys in Walker Kessler right now, yeah, we probably would be in better shape. But Patrick Beverly's been absolutely atrocious this year in LA. I don't know why that is exactly. Maybe it's because LA is just a mess just in general all over the board. And maybe Beverly just doesn't want to be there. And there's just so many things going on with the LA Lakers. Maybe if he's here, he's having a better season, but, you know, Patrick Beverly looks very bad this year. Uh, You could argue that Patrick Beverly, even if he wasn't playing good and he didn't have a ton of playing time, that he would still have that, uh, you know, Miami Heat Haslam effect on the Timberwolves where, you know, you kind of almost pay the guy just to be another coach, per se, on the bench and not really play, and that it actually makes a difference. So I could see that argument. I think Walker Kessler looks very good for the Utah Jazz, so I think that's a big miss for us. I think his numbers are, he looks really good. Numbers are good. Uh, Malik and Jared are doing their thing over there, and I I miss Jared Vanderbilt a lot. I miss Malik Beasley a lot in the shooting because we thought Bryn Forbes, after that preseason, was going to come out and really fill the shooting for the Timberwolves, and he's been awful. He's been one of the worst players as well, along with D'Angelo Russell. I mean, Bryn Forbes can't, he can't make a shot to save his life right now, which is absurd. He's shooting like, under 20% or down at 20%, somewhere down there. And Bryn Forbes, 
Bryn Forbes is a 41% or something, 40% career shooter uh, from three. And so it's just mind-boggling that he can't save himself for hitting a three-point shot. And so all these players in the Timberwolves right now are shooting career lows from three. Carlton Towns isn't shooting good from three. Uh, you know, there's all these all these little, little things here. Is Rudy Gobert healthy? Is he really healthy? We see him wearing the knee brace. He looks... He looks like he's been, you know, not 100% himself. He doesn't look like the Rudy Gobert we saw in Utah all these years. And so there's just all that tying into the Timberwolves really struggling this year. They blew it in the beginning of the year with the easy schedule. Yes, we thought that the Timberwolves were going to struggle for the first 20 games to 25 games. But did we really think that it was going to be this bad? No. And the answer is no. And the fact that they're being blown out all these games uh, is is fairly concerning and the fact that like I said before the fact that it looks like an effort thing the fact that it looks like the players don't want to be there the fact that it looks like they don't want to play together the fact that they look like they don't want to play for Chris Finch that's concerning did Tim Conley make one of the biggest mistakes in ruining our franchise for years to come I don't know we can't we, we have to let it play out more before we make our decision but I can assure you that Things need to change very fast, or things are going to get very rocky here in Minnesota, and your big changes will come. The Timberwolves are probably already looking around the league at D'Angelo Russell trades. Yes, you probably won't get a lot for the trade. You're probably going to take back a contract on multi-year for D'Angelo Russell. They, There's just so many things right now that are bad, and you know the Timberwolves... It's hard to see the the bright light at the end of the tunnel. The only thing that we can really hope is that, you know, somebody steps up. Someone's a leader. They they call maybe a call players only meeting. They get together, and they hash some of these things out, because the Timberwolves to to have this talent of a roster, and to not do anything with it, would be not only a big thing in the Timberwolves history as a bust, but it would probably go down as one of the biggest uh, disappointments in sports just in general with starting fives in the NBA. I mean, this this has got to be, if this were to completely fail, this would probably be one of the most talented rosters from front to back to ever fail in the NBA. Don't quote me on that. I could be wrong, but that's just how I feel because I felt like this team was stacked on paper it's really too bad. Um, those are just my thoughts. I had to get them out. I still firmly love the Timberwolves. I still will always be a fan through through the hard times and through the, the good times. Whether we're winning championships or we're having 16, 15 win game um, seasons, I will always be with this team number one. Um, but until next time, I'm out. Go Wolves.